welcome, everybody, and uh, Happy New Year, and uh, thanks so much for being here at uh, River Glen. Tell you what, since this is the uh, first service, I think it's our first service of the new year, right? And so here's how I'd like to get started. Uh, just find a couple people around you, all right, and uh, tell them Happy New Year, all right? Maybe fist bump them, maybe high five, <laughs> give them a hug, give them a kiss if it's your wife, I don't care. Just tell them Happy New Year, all right? All right. Hope you had a great time over the holidays. Hope you had a uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And uh, I had a great time over the holidays. We went down to Kentucky. We visited some family. And I got to do something I've never done before. Got to do a wedding uh, for my mother-in-law. Can you believe that? Yeah, uh, my, my mother-in-law, Margie. Uh, yeah, here she is. We did it in a house. She's down in Kentucky. She's been a widow for uh, about 21 years. She found a great guy. He's also, he's a widower. And we did their uh, uh, weddings. First time I've ever done a wedding for people at, at a late stage in life. They're both well into their 70s. And I learned a few things, a few discoveries, okay, a few surprises. Uh, number one, my wife said, don't pack a tie. Nobody's going to wear a tie. And, of course, I was the only person not wearing a tie. Yeah, see that? Yeah, all right. Uh, wardrobe surprise. All right, second one. Uh, with with uh, all the other weddings I've ever done have been with younger couples. And very often with the younger couples, the wedding starts maybe uh, five minutes late, 10 minutes late, 15 minutes late. Okay, no big deal. But we started this ceremony early. Yeah, 10 minutes early. And I thought I had plenty of time. And they're like, everybody's here. Let's do it. And I'm not sure why. Maybe it's similar to how, you know, old, the older you get, the earlier you eat dinner. You know, you start eating dinner like 4 p.m. I don't know. But I liked it. It was good. We started early. I loved it. That was great. Third surprise. And this was a big surprise. There was more, you could probably see, there's more laughter, emotion, and tears in that ceremony than any ceremony that I think I've, I can ever remember. They might be at a later stage in life, but they are just really grateful that they found each other. And they are just really excited about, about having a better future together. They're looking forward to the future as a married couple. And you know what? That's healthy for all of us, no matter our age or stage in life, to want more out of life, to look forward to getting more out of life as individuals and as a church. I think their excitement and enthusiasm, I think one reason it surprised me is because many people, I think, have kind of a, a sense of boredom. They feel kind of bored with, with life. Maybe some of us here today feel tired of sitting around, tired of the same old thing. We have this nagging sense, there's got to be more to life. There must be more. And we feel unfulfilled in so, so many areas of our life, including our spiritual lives. If you ever felt that way, or if you feel that way now, maybe here's the reason why. Maybe it's because God made you for more. And you have settled for, uh, for, 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 uh, for a safe life, for playing it too safe. And you know what? You should have this sense that there must be something more. That's actually healthy for you. And if you've ever felt that way, I believe you're going to discover exactly what you're looking for these next five weeks as we begin this new series and we challenge each other to pray five different dangerous prayers. These prayers invite God to work in our lives and to grow us and to uh, help us move forward in our relationship with Jesus and find fulfillment in him. But before we dive in and talk about the first dangerous prayer, I want to pause and just take a moment and I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for making such a big difference in 2017. I want to say thank you for your commitment and your passion for, for our mission of making more and better followers of, of Jesus. As I look over my shoulder, 2017 was a fantastic year 
for, for River Glen in so many ways. Let me just share with you a few highlights from 2017. You may not know this, but your church received a couple awards in 2017. First time we received uh, an award from Habitat for Humanity, the, the housing champion award. We helped to uh, build a couple new homes in downtown Waukesha. Also, Christmas Clearing Council gave us, gave our church an award because you guys are so generous giving blankets and toys to help needy families at Christmas time. Now, it's not our goal to win, uh, receive awards, but I love what it says about our church that we serve needs in the community. We help needy people in such a way that other people take notice. And in 2017, get this, God sent record numbers of people here. Christmas weekend was, was amazing. Get this. Over 4,000 people attended here on uh, Christmas weekend. We had 900 more people this year than last Christmas. Let's give God, yeah, big hand for that. And I, I wanted to bring that up and just say thank you for volunteering. Thank you for inviting your fr friends and family. And we ended the year with record averages for uh, weekend attendance and, and weekend offerings. I could just go on and on. 2017 was a fantastic year in so many ways. And it's important, I think, to celebrate what God has done and to say thank you for your part in it. But as we look ahead to 2018, I hope you want more because God has some great things in store for us this coming year as a church and as individuals. As I worked on that list there, as I look, thought back on, on 2017, a thought occurred to me that so much of the growth that we've experienced is directly related to what I'm going to call dangerous prayers. In fact, let me read a few of the hundreds of prayers that you wrote down on prayer boards. Maybe you remember the prayer boards we had in the uh, lobby as part of the unfinished initiative to make our growth possible. For example, somebody wrote this prayer, Lord, provide us the strength and encouragement for all of us to come together and look beyond ourselves and help us to dig deep into our hearts to impact more people to follow Jesus. Another prayer, my prayer for unfinished is that we step out of our comfort zone in total faith. We accept God's will for this journey. One more. My prayer for unfinished is that my family will put complete trust in God to help us follow through. And not just unfinished. I think one day when we uh, tell the whole story of River Glen, I think we're going to discover that God has really built this church in response to dangerous prayers. Personally, I can remember the 30-year-old uh, me, and it was a long time ago, uh, moving up here from Kentucky. With, uh, we had two kids, and there were, we, we formed about 15 people on the launch team to start this uh, new church. We didn't have much, and with no backup plan, I'm telling you, I prayed some of my most dangerous prayers. I remember sitting at my desk, feeling kind of stressed, and just bowing my head, putting my head you know, in my hands and praying fervently, God, use us to start a new church in the Milwaukee area to make more and better followers of you. Or God, use us to, would you use us to plant a church that will plant more churches in Milwaukee and beyond. Or even God, help me to not starve uh, to death in the uh, process. I believe what's happened to date is God's gracious response to a series of dangerous prayers that, that so many people have prayed over the years. But you know what, if I'm being honest, uh, most of my prayers are not dangerous prayers. Most of my prayers are safe prayers. God help me. God be with me. God bless this food. God protect uh, my family. And, and I, God bless me. Now, there's nothing wrong with safe prayers. Safe prayers are fine. Safe prayers can be appropriate. But I'm telling you, looking back on my own experience, it's the dangerous prayers that seem to be the catalyst for God using us in ways that just go beyond 
what I ever imagined. And so when Jesus taught his first followers how to pray and how to get more out of life, I think he knew that instinctively that we would know how to pray safe prayers, but we needed some teaching on how to pray these dangerous prayers. And so Jesus gives us this this, this dangerous prayer, the first one that we're going to talk about, it comes up in the middle of what is called the Lord's Prayer. Jesus said, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and then here it is. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus says to his followers, if you want to get more out of life, pray this dangerous prayer. Your will be done. See, dangerous prayers, what they do is they take the focus off of me and in my life, and they put it on God and what God wants. And here's what God wants. God wants to bring his kingdom to earth. God wants to bring heaven to earth in tangible and personal ways. That was the mission of Jesus. And now that's our mission. Because when heaven comes to earth, people of all kinds from all places begin to love each other unconditionally. When heaven comes to earth, there is real peace and war is unimaginable. When heaven comes to earth, There's no more hunger, no more pain. When heaven comes to earth, no one's left on their own or alone. When heaven comes to earth, families don't fracture. People don't hurt each other. And the world becomes a place where grace and generosity are not the exceptions, but the norm. And when heaven comes to earth, no one's far from God. Everybody calls him Father. And everybody gets on mission with him. And for that to begin to happen, Jesus says, pray this dangerous prayer. Your will be done. But it's a difficult prayer for us to pray because it means deciding that what's most important is God's will, not mine. It means surrendering to God's plan rather than my own plan. It means trusting God with my entire life rather than making the calls on my own. And that's difficult for us because we start worrying, what if I turn my life over to God? And God wants me to sacrifice stuff I don't want to sacrifice. God wants me to go to places I don't want to go or do things I don't want to uh, do. So too often, rather than praying this dangerous prayer, your will be done, we stick with those safe prayers. God be with me. God bless my food. God help me. Uh, God protect my family and I. And again, nothing wrong with those safe prayers. Safe prayers are good, but they'll never bring heaven to earth. And safe prayers will leave us feeling bored and unfulfilled. Now, some of Jesus' first followers took the challenge, and they began to pray this dangerous prayer, your will be done. And you know what? God did ask them to make some sacrifices, and God did ask them to go to some new places, and he did ask them to do some things that they didn't really think that they could do. But you know what? As they look back on their life, did they regret it? Did they look back on their life and say, well, I wish I would have focused more on me? Did they come to the end of their life and say, you know, there's got to be something more? No, not at all. In fact, these first followers of Jesus who prayed, your will be done, they went on and they began to travel to spread the message of Jesus. And they were so excited and made such a big difference that when they came to the city of Thessalonica, this is recorded in Acts chapter 17, look at how the leaders of the city of Thessalonica described the impact of these first followers of Jesus. They said, these, these followers of Jesus are the people who have turned the world upside down. See, the more these followers prayed this dangerous prayer, your will be done, the more God's kingdom came to earth, the more heaven came to earth, the more they turned the world upside down and made it right side up. And you know what? That's the kind of church I want us to be. That's the kind of people I want us to be, a church that turns our community 
upside down. I see River Glen as a group of people who are not satisfied to just pray safe prayers that only focus on me, but a courageous group of Jesus followers who will pray dangerous prayers because we want to bring heaven to earth. And so today we're going to begin this series and challenge each other to pray five different dangerous prayers, beginning with your will be done. Now, when we make this shift from safe prayers to dangerous prayers, it shows up in our relationships, in three key relationships, three important relationships, just like it did in the book of Acts. First of all, this dangerous prayer changes our relationship with God. So those first followers of Jesus took this challenge and prayed, your will be done. God came to life in their life like never before. It says in verse 41, those who accepted his message were baptized. And about 3,000 were added to their number that day when the church uh, began. More and more people getting baptized. Baptism symbolizes our commitment to go all in with Jesus and begin to bring heaven to earth. Baptism is really the first step that people take when they begin to pray, your will uh, be done. Uh, we baptized uh, someone a few weeks ago. And uh, here, I want to read uh, uh, what, they, what this person uh, wrote. Uh, it was time for me to take that step. Uh, to let God fully into my life, to move forward with my new and better life. It was time to admit to myself, God's grace was for me also. I'll never forget the feeling I had when I came up from under the water. The level of joy and relief was something I have never experienced before. It is a total life-changing experience, as you can see. God has come to life in his life like never before. Maybe some of you are... Are, are, are ready to take that step of baptism, let us know. You can just fill out that welcome card. Drop it off at the uh, connect wall. And notice it says they also, they devoted themselves to prayer. That word devoted means to set a priority. They prioritized prayer. And look at the result in the next verse. It says, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Everybody felt excited from seeing so many baptisms and seeing God change so many lives and and use the church to make an impact and do things that only God could do. They lived with a sense of awe. And it changed their relationship with God. You know, we've seen that happen here at, at River Glen. Something I really love about my job is that I get a front row view of God changing the lives of so many people. I'm just so grateful that I get to serve with a church that is alive and growing and, and stepping out in, in, in faith. Where we can see God working in our lives in and through our, our church, and we can live, we can live with a sense of awe. I'm grateful to serve with a, a group of leaders here that are willing to step out in faith and take a risk. For example, about 11 years ago, uh, we prayed. Our leaders were, 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 were saying a prayer like, uh, uh, your will be done. And God brought us this opportunity to help plant a new church, start a new church called the Ridge Community Church. Some of you that have been around, maybe have been here for a long time, maybe you remember, we gave Pastor uh, Mark White uh, office space here for several months, and we allowed him to preach every sixth weekend. And Mark took a group of about 60 people from River Glen over to the Ridge Cinema in New Berlin to launch the new church. Now, I didn't say anything, but I, you know what? I had this fear that sending so many people away with Mark, that it would hurt our church. Well, fast forward 10 years, and the Ridge Community Church has exceeded expectations and grown into a multi-site church in two locations, in Greenfield and Oak Creek, with a total uh, uh, weekend attendance, total attendance of, of, of almost 2,000 people. I visited the Ridge a few weeks ago, 
And I just felt this sense of awe because God's done way more than I ever imagined. And you know what? Helping the ridge get started didn't hurt us one bit. We didn't lose a step. And, and in fact, I think it helped us. Uh, new people stepped up. And God continued to, has continued to bless and grow our church. And we've gone on to help plant six other new churches. And we're going to start number seven in a couple months in Pittsburgh. But it all began with this prayer, your will be done. And that prayer not only changed their relationship with God and gave them this sense of awe. If we, if we continue reading in Acts chapter 2, it says all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Those early followers transformed from independent individuals trying to make, make, it, make it on their own in life into a community of people who loved each other relentlessly and committed that they would help each other get through whatever life might bring their way. Here's what they did. It changed, it changed their relationship with each other. And we've seen this same kind of transformation happen through small groups at River Glen. Independent, independent individuals coming together in caring communities, committing to each other, saying, we'll get each other through anything. It reminds me of this uh, picture. A friend of mine shared this picture of a young woman named Jessie uh, from his church with her, with her baby. And uh, yeah, take a look at this picture. And uh, on the count of three, everybody say, aww. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Aww. Yeah, that's a beautiful uh, picture. I want to read Jessie's story to you uh, with, with permission in her own words. Here's what she said. About 10 months ago, I found out I was pregnant. As a single mom, this was devastating news. I knew what I had done was wrong, but what was I going to do now? My family was asking me to end it and was even willing to provide the money for the abortion. I was feeling so alone and so ashamed. Even though I had been attending church for some time, I remember considering that I may have to find a new church to avoid the embarrassment of being a single parent mom, a single pregnant mom, I'm sorry. I didn't want pity, and I really didn't want to hear people say they were sorry. So I loaded Devin, my four-year-old, in the car and went to church that next Sunday after finding out. I didn't know if I would talk to someone that day about it or not. I almost didn't say anything. But because of the warmth of the message and the community, I decided to look for one of the leaders named Nick and wanted him to be the first person I told. I told him. His first words to me were not, oh, I'm sorry. They were, congratulations. I was so shocked by that statement. Surely he knew that I was single. Surely he knew this was wrong. But he chose the word congratulations instead of, I'm sorry. And then he told me, Jesse, if you keep this baby, the church will stand behind you and we will get you through this. That was exactly what I needed to hear. With his encouragement, I went to my first small group that night. I told them how I was considering an abortion, but I decided to go ahead and have this baby. The two leaders of my small group, along with the rest of the group, they were the ones who got me through this. When things got tough, they prayed for me and they loved me. It was so nice to walk into the church and when they saw my belly growing, they greeted me warmly and asked me about the baby. They loved me. For me, church has been a place where I can come just as I am, even as a single pregnant mom like me. I was, I was welcome. Uh, there, there's even a little more to the story. Uh, on the first day, my favorite part of the first day when uh, Jesse brought the baby, named Micah, to church. She was so excited. She just went around showing everybody the new baby. And she uh, saw her friend Nick 
who said congratulations. And she walks up to Nick and she holds the baby right up to uh, Nick's face. And she says, Micah, you see this man? This is a good man. You need to get to know this man. This man saved your life. And you know, that's what happens when we begin praying, your will be done. I'm sure Nick prayed that way. It makes this transformation possible. And I believe God wants all of us to be in a difference-making community, a difference-making group uh, like that in small groups. And so understand that praying this dangerous prayer changes our relationship with God, gives us that sense of awe, changes our relationship with each other. And then third, it changed their relationship with the world. If we uh, continue in Acts chapter 2, it tells us, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to the number daily uh, those who were being saved. Those early followers of, of Jesus not only made a difference in their local community, they made a difference in their region and all across the known world. Many of you know that a few years ago, back in May of, of 2015, a group of our leaders took a couple days, blocked off a couple days, and we went on a retreat. And we prayed this kind of prayer, God, your will uh, be done. And we sensed God leading us to make a bigger difference. And we set a goal uh, to become a multi-site church, one church in two locations. And so this fall, we're going to launch our first uh, new campus uh, between 15 and 30 minutes away from, uh, minutes away from here uh, to reach out and give more people access to what God's doing uh, through River Glen. Now we're going to continue to plant new churches like the Ridge uh, Community Church. Um, uh, but, but, but that's different, okay? That's, uh, the Ridge is a separate church from us. This new campus will be part of us, part of River Glen. Think about it this way. It's like River Glen starting a forest service on the weekend. But instead of having that forest service here, we're going to have that forest service between 15 to 30 minutes away from here to reach more people. Uh, for Jesus. Now here's what an expert told us are the two most important decisions when launching a new campus. Most important, number one is hiring the right campus pastor. Second is finding the right location, picking the right location. Well, a couple months ago, we introduced our new campus pastor to you, Dave Cole. Many of you know Dave. Dave has served as a leader here for many, many years. He served as an elder here for eight years. I'm confident we have a great campus pastor. Dave now works full-time on our staff as of the, the first of the year, getting ready to launch this new uh, campus in the uh, fall. we got the right campus pastor. And then uh, the next big decision is uh, location. And so I'm really excited because uh, we are going to, if you guys are interested, are you interested in knowing the location? Yeah, okay. So we're going to tell you, uh, we're going to tell you the location of the new campus and the facility. So I'm going to ask Dave and uh, Dave Cole and Don Rowe, our executive pastor, to uh, come on up here. And uh, let's give it up for these guys. They've really put a lot of work into this. <laughs> Countless hours have been put in on this by Don and Dave behind the scenes to bring us uh, to this point. And uh, Don, I want to start with you and ask you to tell us about the, the process. How did we decide on this location? Yeah, Ben, we, uh, you're right. We did spend a countless amount of hours over the last year, a little more than a year, reaching out to a lot of other multi-site churches, uh, reading about multi-site churches, trying to find out what did the successful churches do so that we could replicate that. And then from there, what we did is we got a big map and we plotted out where all you live so that we could figure out um, some more information. And what's really interesting is that the majority of you live about 15 to 20 minutes away from here. Now that's really good news for a multi-site. 
So then what we did is we reached out to a um, real estate agent and we partnered with him. And this person actually has helped a lot of other churches find locations. So we started looking at every type of building, whether it was for purchase or lease. We started looking at schools that were available and we really opened it up to every single area. And then from there, we, we put together a team of people that we could go and visit these sites to find the right location. And one of the things that we noticed right away is that uh, there was one area that really kind of started to stick out, and that was the north side of, of 94. So I don't hear any size, so we're moving in the right direction. So we went on the north side of 94, and, and we found that, that there was a lot of great opportunities there. And uh, one of the things that, that we found was that there was a lot of young families in one particular area, and that was in the area of northeast side of, or northeast side of Waukesha, up through uh, Pewaukee and through Sussex. There was a lot of growth there. We had a lot of people from River Glen already attending in that area. And so we found a place, a city, and a building that checked all the boxes that we were looking for over the last year and a half. And I'm going to let Dave drive you over to that site. Yeah, we are just really excited to announce uh, the new location is, is Pewaukee, and the facility is in the middle of the old American building. And uh, Dave, tell us why, uh, why this is a good facility for our location. Well, first of all, my only regret was I didn't wash my truck before we did that video. <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, we, uh, as Don mentioned, we had a lot of criteria we looked at. And one criteria that was very important to us is we wanted to have a very family-friendly location. And we really found that with this particular site, with the Veloci indoor go-kart racetrack there, a brand new laser tag facility moving into the building, as well as Point Burger Bar. And this is right around the corner from Sky Zones. We felt it was a great location for families to attend. The other thing that was important to us is we wanted to have a facility that we could call our own 24-7. So we're gonna have 14,000 square feet that will be renovated exactly to meet our specifications and our particular needs, plus lots and lots of parking, over 500 plus parking spaces in this particular location. And very, very importantly to us as well, is we wanted to make sure that there was great accessibility to the site as well as visibility. So what we found with this location, as it's located on the intersection of I-94 and County F, is that there's approximately 150,000 vehicles that drive by that location every single day. It's highly visible, very, very easy to access. Plus, it's right in that heart that Don talked about of where many of us uh, happen to live. Dave, we're going to need a, a lot of help 
how to get the site launched. Tell us, uh, how can we help? Well, if you reach into the seat back in front of you, you're going to find a card similar to the one I'm holding up here. So take a moment to do that. It says River Glen New Campus Launch Team. And most importantly, as we're talking about in this series, prayer is critical. So we're going to ask all of you to please commit to pray for the new campus, uh, pray for the staff that will be working with the campus, that God's hand will continue to be in this process. Now, many of us do live in this area, and we ask that you consider making a commitment for one year to attend our new campus. And many of you are serving here at River Glen. We're going to ask you to, as well, consider making a uh, commitment to serve on our, our new site. So if you would check off whatever boxes apply, there's places that you can check whatever areas you would like to serve in. If, if something's missed there, go ahead and, and add some additional uh, service opportunities. And then on the back side, it does help us to contact you and to, and to update our database. Fill in your contact information. There's also a place for you to put down any of your thoughts and prayers. What we'll ask you to do is bring this card to me. I will be directly outside in the lobby at the connect wall and uh, drop it off with me and I'll be there to answer any questions you have. And one final thing, Ben, uh, this is sort of our little secret right now. Uh, there's two other services coming up tomorrow. Uh, let's not post this to any of our social media until at least noontime tomorrow to allow those folks to have uh, the, the grand reveal take place. Thanks, guys. Let's show our appreciation to Don and Dave. Thank you so much. It's exciting. It's great. And, uh, you know, Dave mentioned prayer. We're doing a series on prayer. And let's all be praying about this. We still need a couple more approvals, some more approvals before we can move forward with this facility, so pray and ask God to uh, help everything uh, work out. Our plan is to launch the uh, Pewaukee campus October 7th, uh, this, this, this fall. It's really gonna be ex exciting. We've been praying this prayer, your will be done. And 2018 is gonna be an exciting year. And if you want more out of life, Jesus says, pray, this dangerous prayer, your will be done. It'll change these three key relationships in your life. Do you know what we call these three relationships? in our life that we've been talking about, your relationship with God, your relationship with each other, your relationship with the world, so that, so that we can remember them. We call these the three C's. Relationship with God, that's really about celebrate. We do that in the auditorium here publicly, and then privately we celebrate all week long. Relationship with the, with the church, with, with, with each other, that's really about connect. And then relationship with the world, that's really about <clears throat> contribute, celebrate, connect, contribute. In my experience, wherever I find a person who prays this dangerous prayer, your will be done. We see those, we see growth in those three key relationships, those three important uh, re relationships, the three uh, C's. So here's my challenge as we begin this new year and as we launch this new series. Uh, number one, pray this dangerous prayer, your will be done. Pray that every day this next week. I don't know how you pray if you say your prayers out loud. You just say them in your head, or maybe you write them down in a, in a prayer journal. Uh, however you do it, <clears throat> add this to your prayers. Your will be done. Your will be done. Say that with me out loud on the count of three, would you? One, two, three. Your will be done. Yeah, that's the first challenge. Say that prayer all week long. Second challenge, we need everybody uh, to help with the launch of the Pewaukee uh, campus. Those of you that live in Pewaukee or if you live near Pewaukee, I'm counting on you. Uh, we need your help. Uh, we need you to make a commitment, as Dave said, for one year to serve on the launch team. 
And uh, if you're interested, just fill out that card and take it over to the uh, Contribute uh, Corner. And those of you that will continue to attend this campus, the Waukesha campus, we need your help too. We're, we're praying to send 200 people to Pewaukee. And we're going we're gonna to need you. We're going to need more of you to step, step in and volunteer here. And we're going to need those of you that are already volunteering to step up to the next level and create some openings so that new people can get involved. We need everybody to help us start this Pewaukee campus. And then here's the third challenge that I have for you, and that is join a small group. Join a small group. I don't think, I don't think we talk about this enough, this aspect of small group, that it will help your prayer life. God didn't design any of us to just pray only uh, as individuals, he designed prayer as something that we do together with other believers. We're launching a new group on Thursday nights that will study dangerous prayers. Just show up Thursday at the fireplace in the lobby at 6.30. They'll have a place for you in a group. We also have group link coming up. Sue mentioned that earlier. There's a card in the uh, seat back in front of you. Go ahead and pull that out. Uh, group link is an excellent opportunity to come and just find out more about all the different groups that we offer so that you can find the right one for you. Fill out that card, take it to the connect wall after the service. I'm telling you, joining a, a small group will take your prayer life to the next level. And then fourth, come back every week of this, of this series, this dangerous prayer series. Just say, I'm gonna be here for all five weekends. I'm gonna come to all five weekends and I'm gonna learn about and pray these dangerous prayers. Because if everybody who calls River Glen home will do what these first Jesus followers did. Pray this dangerous prayer. Your will be done. We can turn this community upside down and make it right side up. We can be people who bring more of heaven to earth. We can experience transformation and fulfillment in our most important relationships. In just a moment, we're going to share communion and remember to help us remember our most important relationship with Jesus. He went to that cross to remove every single barrier so that God could come to life in our life like never before and remove every single barrier so we could have a relationship with God now and forever. Our communion is open to everyone who says yes to Jesus. It's a great opportunity to just open up our lives and pray this, this first dangerous prayer, your will be done, that comes from the Lord's Prayer. Many of you know the Lord's Prayer, but uh, we're going to put it up on the screens here so that we can say it together to prepare us uh, for communion. I want to ask you would, you, would you stand with me? And uh, let's, say this, let's say this prayer. This is the greatest prayer that's ever been prayed. Let's say this together. Ready? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated.